You're listening to another episode of Amy and Sarah Search for the One. Each week, we watch rom-coms and talk about why we love them. again it's Sarah and Amy <laughs> good I didn't know if I should say my name or not so you took the pressure off <laughs> I, I hesitated I don't know if you could tell I like paused for half a second like do I say Amy's name we had the same moment and then I was like she seems like she has it so I'll, <laughs> I'll like you'll hear my voice later <laughs> I, I just hesitated because I was like if if I say, like, it's Sarah, and then wait for you to say, it's Amy, like we did the last episode, that means, like, every single episode, we would start that way, and I don't know if I want to. <laughs> yeah, 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 let's, like, mix it up. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, we'll do, we'll do, we'll see what flows and what sticks, but um, for now, I am Amy, though. <laughs> I can pronounce my name. <laughs> forever you will always be Amy <laughs> yeah I think it's it's sticking I I don't like the name Amy I've never liked it but at this point I've invested too much of my life being an Amy so did you when you were younger did you do this too or you used to like write down names you liked that you potentially wanted to like change your name to because I did <laughs> <laughs> yes but I went further than that. When I was in the first grade, for the whole year of first grade, I went by my middle name. And I convinced my teachers to call me my middle name. And I like wrote all my homework with my middle name and all my assignments. My middle name is Maria. <laughs> and I liked it better than Amy. So I went by that for like a year. And then I just, I guess, gave up on it. I don't know <laughs> why. <laughs> Think of this personality. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I more so often thought about my names when we learned script in like third grade because there were some letters I really liked writing. So I would want those names that had like, like I loved writing a J in script. So I want it to be like Jessica because I liked <laughs> writing it out. <laughs> I used to with S. Like, the S is like a swan, so I kind of liked it, but I would literally just scribble my name over and over again in cursive to try to get, like, the perfect S down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent, I spent a lot more time on script, like, at home than I think they was required of for homework, but it was also not, like, the perfect lines. I was like, how do I make an S, like, my way? <laughs> And I loved writing, I love writing a capital G in script. So I really wanted my name to like have a G in it or <laughs> like the beginning of my first name or last name. But again, those are off the table for me now, I guess. <laughs> you, could, you could still change your name if you want to. I could, I could, I could, I could. I've, I've, I've thought about it for sure, but it's, it's a lot of paperwork, so... You'd have to be, like, pretty invested. I could go, like, Phoebe Buffet's, like, Princess <laughs> Consella Banana Hammock. <laughs> and 
and just go for the whole um, ridiculousness. But then, you know, I feel like I'm developing myself as a professional. So I want like the, the achievements I've unlocked with my name, you know. Like, um, on Arrested Development, when he was, like, that old Funke, Funke, and then, like, his daughter got to ride in on that, like, Funke hotels everyone heard about. <laughs> all my, my, all my thoughts are from TV shows, so. <laughs> I'm sad. I mean, like, what is life but just TV or a movie, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you ever not want to be a Sarah? Because there's also a lot of, there's a lot of Amy's and a lot of Sarah's. Yeah, I just thought it was really common. And I always, like, when I was little, I was like, my name sounds weird when I say it. Like, when I heard other people say it, I was like, that's my name. But saying it out loud sounded weird to me. Like, it didn't sound like Sarah. It sounded like I was saying something different. I don't know. <laughs> now I'm picturing you in your, in your room. <laughs> Writing your name over and over again and being like, Sarah, 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 like over and over. And I feel like I get such a glimpse into the person you became. <laughs> yeah, it was just, just total like narcissism just in my room by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you must have really scared your family. <laughs> no, they never knew. <laughs> they gave that away. <laughs> okay. I'll never tell. <laughs> It'll just come out in a tell-all that I'll publish later. That's all. <laughs> I, I'd love a read. <laughs> cool well we're back here we we both know our names we've both committed them to at least the end of this episode yeah and now hopefully everyone knows our name yeah 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 um and then last week we talked about our best kiss from a romantic comedy movie and we settled on why am I like blanking out right this second? <laughs> just not that into you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was just thinking about the Bridget Jones one again, to be honest. <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, the best kiss between Gigi mm-hmm. and Alex, <laughs> um, and he's just not that into you. Um, which you know, hopefully you've had a chance to watch and think that this is the best kiss <laughs> between them <laughs> and uh we were talking about how we there's so many contenders for that that we really loved and like that one was really a fun challenge mm-hmm. like kisses I feel like I've been seeing kisses everywhere since then I'm like that's a good kiss that's not a good kiss like <laughs> everything I'm watching that made me sound a little creepy, like I'm watching it out the window or something. No one's kissing outside. Everyone has masks on. <laughs> yeah, I don't see any, like, real-life kisses, but definitely, like, on Netflix and other things I've seen some good kisses. Yeah, I think, like you said, like, best kiss is really, there's so many of them, but it's it's kind of, like, easier to to cultivate, like, lists of best kiss because they're so cinematic and it's like when you see one you're like oh that's a really good 
Yeah, it's like a moment. It's like a moment that's like you're like, ah, it's happening because there's usually a lot of build up to it. Like you know, <clears throat> movies, it's rarely like two random people kissing. Mm-hmm. They're at a party. <laughs> but in the movies, it's usually like the music starts revving up, and like there's usually some sort of like like moment where their eyes are there's like lots of pausing on their eyes and their lips and it's like ah it's about to happen Mm -hmm. (laughs) obviously I've made many movies (laughs) I like moving my hands very strangely near each other (laughs) but um, yeah so I feel like that was a good one to like to look for because you kind of like felt the moment happen before it would even happen sometimes. Yeah. And then scared me. <laughs> um, best kiss too. It's like every rom-com has a kiss for the most part. I would say, I think they all pretty much do. Yeah. Yeah. Although we should look up if there's like a rom-com where there's no kissing. Like, where it ends on, like, maybe it ends on, like, the promise of a kiss. Like a handshake. (laughs) (laughs) I meant more, like, stares again. (laughs) Just, like, like they're about to, but, like, I feel like there are movies where, well, then I guess maybe they don't have romance in them, and then it's not a rom-com. Yeah. I guess look into it. Maybe for future episodes. (laughs) (laughs) But inquiring minds want to know. We should at least remember to think about this and do research and then we can at least answer it if there if it yeah. is true so next next time next episode maybe we'll come back with an answer <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, great we'll put our thinking caps on and yeah. like start to scour all the sites and find the answers <laughs> today though we're doing an episode that is not necessarily in every rom-com what we're talking about today and we decided to talk about best makeover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's while it's not a fixture of rom-coms, it really is in a lot of rom-coms. There's definitely, and there's lots of different kinds of makeovers. Like we were talking about, like some makeovers are like those silly, like montage moments where you try on like ridiculous things at a store. And like, there's like always a moment where you're like, wearing a, an old prom dress or, like, a sports uniform. And, like, <laughs> they're, like, playing this, like, very, like, bubblegummy pop music in the background. And it's, like, really fast cuts and dances. And then, <laughs> so there's those kind of makeovers. There's, like, some movies that have, like, gradual, like, makeovers. Like, the main character has, like, some sort of lesson or journey they need to go on as a person. And kind of embody that um, challenge and change. There's like makeovers where like the makeover, well, there's makeovers for different reasons. Like sometimes they're doing a makeover to impress somebody or to like for a challenge or for a sport. <laughs> yeah, or like a scheme also. There's lots of schemes or like a plan or like they're tricking somebody or something. Yeah. It like makes it I feel like those are funny ones in general as movies because it makes it seem like all that's stopping you from being different is like a new shirt and like a, a hat. 
Like you could be a whole different person if you just wore like a tracker hat and like a red shirt instead of blue. Like, like that would be like a whole new you. It's like a very like simple minded thing, but it's usually always very funny. Like including all like some of our options we discussed this week, and I was doing some rewatching of them, and I was like, this movie is a gem. <laughs> The, the makeovers definitely where they're like a little bit sillier or they are for like a reason like a plan or a scheme or something I feel like those I tend to like more too because it's like there's a specific reason why they're like changing their appearance rather than like to get a guy because sometimes there are those makeovers in rom-coms where it's like to make and it's usually the female character look like prettier or more attractive, like quote unquote attractive to the guy they're pursuing. Um, and like some of those can be nice makeovers, but they're not my favorites. <laughs> yeah, I always think of like she's all that coin <laughs> that kind of moment where it's like her character, Rachel Lee Cook, who's gorgeous. Yeah. Like, She's like this gorgeous brunette with like a good rack. <laughs> and then she she's a sloppy art student because she wears her hair in a bun and she has glasses and she wears baggy clothes. So Yeah, well, she has the, the overalls <laughs> with paint splattered on them. Oh no. Got <laughs> herself like an artist or something. <laughs> and then like she to win the popular guy, like he helps her with this makeover to like get back at like his or is it that challenge with his friend to, like, date a really popular girl, make a girl popular? And she just puts on a tight dress and makeup and, like, puts her hair down and takes off her glasses. And everyone's like, <gasps> there's a beauty queen here. <laughs> yeah, that moment where it's, like, the song is playing in my head right now where she walks, like, down yeah, the stairs. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> just burned into my mind like not the best thing to probably have seen as like a little girl and probably like eight years old or something like just horrible messages were probably imprinted on me I'm sure I think they're also false because like you you have a feeling that like all I need to do is like take off my glasses and like put my hair down and like everyone's gonna stare <laughs> you're like no that's not what happens <laughs> yeah there but different reasons like people are pretty much gonna look the same like she did look the same too she was just beautiful before but everyone was acting like she wasn't that's all yeah yeah it's like I mean I think she was like calling more attention to herself afterwards whereas before she was like I'm a misguided art student like you'll never know my pain and sorrow and my art <laughs> but um yeah, I mean, that movie was, like, very, like, I think that became, like, a trope of, like, humor in, in funny movies where they'd be, like, take off, but try taking off her glasses. Everyone's, like, oh, beautiful. I just took off my glasses, and Sarah did not have the reaction of, like, seeing a be Watch out, Sarah. Oh, I'm gorgeous. From Amy's beauty. <laughs> yeah, I have it all. Yeah, you have to keep your glasses on. Yeah. Or else we won't be able to continue with this podcast. <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of like, that 
really did say that like reason she, her whole reason for changing was just for this guy. Actually, I can't even remember what she got out of the bet. Like, why did she agree to go along with him? <laughs> did he like promise her something? <laughs> I'm trying to, I think it's like throughout. The, the, like he does stuff for her I don't remember why it might be her friend that makes her go out with him the first time mm-hmm. because I think he says like you like he like basically dares her to do it like calls her out on being like shy and scared so I think she does mm-hmm. I know later on he like I know Freddie Prince Jr. like stands up for her little brother and stuff when everyone's like picking on him. So I think that's she like starts to like him too, I guess eventually. But <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he asked me to do something for him, I would also agree. <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't have to offer me much. <laughs> that yeah, he was like a soccer stud I remember too in that movie like I totally would have like gone for him and been like yeah I'll go with you <laughs> yeah whatever <laughs> fine sure you want to go to the beach okay <laughs> twist my arm <laughs> um yeah so that's what we were kind of thinking about for our best makeovers we we had a we had a concise moment where we both picked the same movie and then we both have like a contender that we thought deserves some love mm-hmm. so yeah do you want to go first or should I go first right. we're going to talk about the contender right yes yeah okay we'll save we'll have to listen to the whole darn thing to hear the real winner that's right <laughs> um so my contender pick was the movie house bunny which came out in 2008. If you're unfamiliar with it, it, it's a movie starring Anna Faris, who is, like, comedy genius. Like, I really, I think I have watched almost every movie she's been in, unless she's done, like, scarier movies. (laughs) But (laughs) I, like, literally love her so much. Um, And I still feel better about her and Chris Pine breaking out, even though I think it wasn't her choice. But... (laughs) um, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, that's sorry, you're right. I got my Chris's wrong. Oh no. There's too many of them to hear. There's so many. Yeah, Chris Pratt. <laughs> Maybe her and Chris Pine should go for it. <laughs> I will call their agents. Let's send that out into the universe and hope they have yeah. it. Um anyway, Anna Ferris stars as this like she's like a playboy bunny person <laughs> and she um, lives at the Hefner Mansion, the Playmore Mansion. Um, and this was, like, a time where, like, I think Girls Next Door was a really big, like, reality show. I used to love Girls Next Door. <laughs> I can which now, as a more of an adult, I feel super cringy about that. Like, what? Like, I feel very cringy about Hugh Hefner in general. Like, I, like, I'm like, what is this? And I think I was, felt cringy watching this show, but I did love the show. I and it, like, I loved Holly and, like, whatever their names were, Kendra. Who's the third one? <laughs> can't either. I want to call her, like, Cassandra, but that's wrong. It was, like, the, it was before Sister Wives, right? Like, before yeah. TLC, like, they were, like, 
on a trend, like, basically. Yes. <laughs> what, a, what a beautiful world. Um, but they, you know, it was like Hugh Hefner's, like, you know, his favorite bunnies who lived in the house and then, like, all about the mansion, whatever. So in the, in the movie, Anna Ferris plays Shelly, who's, like, a playboy bunny, lives at the mansion. Everyone loves her. She's really cute. She's super sweet. Everyone adores her, except for her nemesis, who's another bunny, who, um, when Hugh goes on a trip somewhere and the other bunny, I forget her name, she writes, like, a fake letter from Hugh Hefner being like, you know what? You're out. We don't like you. Like, no one wants you here. Like, get out. And so, like, she just reads this letter and is like, okay, like, no one likes me and I have to move out. She takes it very at face value. She never double checks it. Like, just, like, you're out, okay. She packs up all her stuff and she leaves and she's, like, homeless. She's sleeping in her car. And then she, I don't actually know how, remember how she gets in touch with the sororities but she like finds this like dorky sorority who is having another problem where they're just a big group of dorks and no one will pledge their sorority so she becomes their house mother or their house bunny <laughs> and vows to teach the girls like how to get pledges they have to get 30 pledges to stay uh to like not lose their charter and along the way, she, like, teaches, she gives them, she gives all of the girls, there's, like, eight or nine of them, like, different, like, fold from tap to toe makeovers to attract men. And I just watched that scene today. I really feel like they had great music because it was, like, April, uh, sorry, April Levine, April Levine playing, um, hey, 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 I don't like your girlfriend, no way, no way, no, it's not a secret. Um, and that song is, like, so, I feel like it's so 90s, but it was, like, 2008. <laughs> yeah, it was, I remember, like, screaming it in high school, just, like, in the cafeteria and down the hallway, just, like, screaming that song. <laughs> wow, what a treasure for your classmates. <laughs> but, um, it has, like, a great, like, moment. Like, she has to teach these girls. They These girls know, like, their studies. They know, like, dork stuff, like you know, science, they know, like, Lord of the Rings jokes, but, like, they don't know nothing about being a woman, <laughs> they know nothing about being a person in this world, she has to teach them everything, like, at one point, she, she, like, tells them, like, your best, um, this is, like, your secret, like, here's a water bra, and, like, gives it to them, and they're all, like, staring at the water bras, like, they've never seen a bra before, they're, like, what is this, <laughs> like, wow, Really, ladies, like, you didn't know anyone in your life who had a water bra before college or, like, seen it on TV. Like, they were, like, they were, like, this is uh, the final stroke. I can't do this. Um, she also searches their bodies for body, for, like, body piercings with, like, a metal detector. And I'm, like, that's also, like, are body piercings I thought were, like, hot. <laughs> like, but apparently they're not part of being a good bunny. And that's which she's essentially molding them to. She's like, you need to stick with, like, having your arms bare and your chest bare and your legs bare and your belly bare. Like, all of this has to be bare, which, of course, like, one of the sorority girls is pregnant, so she can't embody the whole system. <laughs> like, like, she would. The girls are really funny, like, misfits. It's actually a great cast also because it's, like, Emma Stone, right, when she was, like, 
blowing up as an actress and um Kat Dennings um and uh what's the I just forgot her name while I was talking about her that girl from America the girl who was pregnant was like from American Idol I on one of the seasons um I can't think of her name anymore but she was also in that movie that TV show like Stomp or no I'm wrong completely <laughs> um Clark's <laughs> <laughs> not Kelly Clarkson um, and she has to like teach them all like there's one girl who's really funny her name is Carrie May and she's like uh, she always like walks around like scully and she, she has like one of the most famous lines of the movie where she's trying to like go up to this guy and ask him like be like mysterious and like be um, ask him a question Shelly's like just ask him anything like just go over there confident and she's like Hey, do you know where the crapper is? <laughs> I have something mysterious to do there. <laughs> it's really funny. But my favorite part about the movie is that there's like a twist to it because not only does she um, give all these girls makeovers, but Anna Ferris or Shelley, she meets a guy, Colin Hanks, in the movie and like she goes on a date with him and she tries all her usual playgirl, playboy tricks. And he doesn't fall for any of them because he's actually, like, a smart guy and he doesn't just want to date, like, a bimbo, which is, like, what they, like, think of him so highly for. <laughs> and then, so the girls give her, like, I guess, like, a make-under and they, like, teach her how to be, like, more studious and, like, have her, like, memorize facts about, like, North Korea and, like, <laughs> and dressed, like, in more muted tones and, like, cover things up. She wears her hair up. And she wears, like, bottle, like, glasses where she, like, can't see at all. And then go, go, tries to date the him being, like, this nerd-type person. And that also kind of fails because he can see right through the act. He's very deep, so she has to be, like, way more honest with him than she's ever been before. And it's a, And all the girls, I think find guys in some variation more notably emma stone's character falls for the um that band like the all-american rejects the lead singer from that band who's tyson <laughs> yes <laughs> i also used to scream that down the hallways like the all-american rejects <laughs> Well, you hear his music a lot in the movies, so, like, you know, you know it's real. <laughs> and they all get, like, they all live happily ever after. Which is what you want in a rom-com. I do want it. I want to laugh, and there's so many moments to laugh. There's also, like, a very funny moment where she's, like, when she's trying to win Cal Colin um, Hanks' character, she, like, Shelly, like, stands over a grate in her Marilyn Monroe outfit, and she's, like, oh, I think I dropped a quarter over here. And then the great, like, the steam, like, burns all her thighs because <laughs> it's really hot. Like, there's a lot of laughs. There's obviously a lot of, like, romance because there's tons of romantic interests with all the girls kind of trying to find, like, you know, some men. And then the big love story between Anna Ferris and Colin Hanks. And it's pretty, like, silly and zany. Um... I also like it because it kind of dispels the myth that, like, guys are always like, oh, girls have it so easy. Like, all a girl has to do is be like, let's have sex. 
and like it can happen <laughs> like these girls were like trying and they had to put in so much work like like the, their makeover scene was like tons of people like coming in and giving them like makeovers with their nails and their hair and like so much shopping like these girls could not get they couldn't even get girls to join their sorority just being themselves like they had to like put in some effort to do it like you know i think if a like a stereotypical hot girl walks into a barn asks any guy for sex maybe she'd have a better chance but like you know, some girls have to, you know, it's not easy for anyone, basically, is what the message I want to take. And, yeah, everyone has to put in some work if they so, want to, like, have sex, I think, get laid. But, yeah. Like, you gotta at least, like, put in something, probably. Yeah, 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 like, you need to, you can't just be, like, any person and just roll up and have it work out. So, mm -hmm. that's, that was my contender um, for it. But, you know, I do have some problematic, like, do you need to get a makeover to land a guy? I mean, the, these people did. <laughs> they In did the take the house. Sometimes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, I think, like, the relationship between Colin Hanks and Anna Ferris, like, kind of, like, walked the line of, like, you don't necessarily need a makeover, but you do need to, like, you know have things in common with the person you're dating <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a life lesson <laughs> so yeah do you want to talk about your contender sure so my like one of my top picks for best makeover was she's the man Made in 2006, starring Amanda Bynes, who has now since retired from acting, I think a couple times. Mm -hmm. But I mean, a dark pathway. Like, this was like her high. <laughs> this was like definitely like her apex of fame. And like, I was there on the whole ride. <laughs> like, she's all that. Uh, the Amanda show, what I like about you. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, the. Well, the TV show, what I like about you. And then she was also in, like, What what Girls Want. Girls Want. And then maybe it was, like, She's the Man. Maybe there's one more in there mm -hmm. than she did before. But, like, yeah, she was just, like, skyrocketing. We could not get enough of Amanda Bynes. <laughs> and we got too much. <laughs> um, but in She's the Man in 2006, there were so many things about this movie that I just, like, loved in general. So, begins with Viola. That's her character. She's, like, a badass soccer player. And I grew up playing soccer. So, immediately, like, I was hooked when I saw this movie. Um, she's just, like, cool, basically. She'd be, like, the stereotypical cool girl, probably. But she's a little, like feisty I guess she doesn't fit in totally with her world um so she's really in love with soccer and she wants to go play in college but her school decides to get rid of the girls soccer team so to continue playing she is going to pretend to be her twin brother Sebastian um. <laughs> <laughs> again the hijinks I love <laughs> So Sebastian, 
decides to go to London to go play with his band. So there's like, I think there's like a two week period where she can pretend to be Sebastian, get on his boarding school's soccer team. And she also wants to play in the game and beat her ex-boyfriend, Justin, who like made fun of her for like being a girl soccer player. Like, he's a dick so and he's the captain of the team yeah and he really did not support her because like she tried to she asked their high school coach if if the girls could try out to the boys team and he was like no like it's just science girls can't run fast and they're like they're slow and they're not as good at stuff and I was like ugh yeah (laughs) it's like the guys in this movie are not the best some of them some of them are huge like dicks so she wants to show them that she's just as good of a player but to do that she's gonna pretend to be a boy (laughs) she's gonna pretend to be her brother Sebastian um she the makeover for that it's like one of those montage ones where they like try different hair on her and like a mustache and all these different things which is a little strange considering like she just needs to pretend to be her brother <laughs> but nobody knows what her brother looks like I guess that's why they were gonna play around with it um so they basically just put a wig on Amanda Bynes but otherwise she looks exactly the same (laughs) I like her makeover because it includes more like method acting I thought like she she follows men around in the street and just acts like them which is really funny and super creepy like if they're talking on the phone she'd like follow them behind with like a whole pretending she had a phone in her hands and like try to copy their mannerisms and I'm like that's I mean, it's a little extra, which I appreciate it. Yeah, like, she tries to, like, walk like a guy and carry herself like a guy and, like, scratch her, her like, junk, basically, like a guy. <laughs> she lowers her voice. <laughs> um, she, I, I guess maybe she pulls off being a guy if you have, like, never seen her before. <laughs> um, so she goes in Sebastian's place and she meets Duke, who's going to be her roommate, played by the beautiful Channing Tatum. Oh. I think Amanda Bynes like to, likes to say that she discovered Channing Tatum. And I think she basically did. Like, yeah. That was his first, like, big role in some ways. And it really, it, like, showed him as, like, a like a leading man of some sort yeah it showed that he was really funny too like he's done a lot of like funny roles after that Mm -hmm. Um, so duke is gorgeous i think like immediately yes (laughs) there's no argument but they're gonna be roommates she tries out for the soccer team does not get first string so initially she's not gonna be able to play and she is obviously super upset because she's like going through this huge effort. She ends up making a deal with Duke because she finds out that Duke has a huge crush on this girl, Olivia. And he's horrible with girls though. So Viola as Sebastian is going to help Duke get Olivia. If Duke can help, Viola as Sebastian play on the soccer team. But but Duke doesn't know that 
she she's just pretending like yeah. Duke. Nobody like, knows. Duke is not in on it. Nobody knows that Viola is really Viola. And I, I skipped, like, everyone thought she, as Sebastian, was a huge nerd to begin with. All the guys, like, hated her and thought she mm-hmm. was weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, there's so many funny, like, scenes of her trying to, like, fit in with the guys and just being, like, completely off base. Like, they really don't like her, like, her him. <laughs> they, they only start to like Viola as Sebastian when she pretends to be like a huge player and really good with like quote unquote good with girls and like can get any girl like that Sebastian wants yeah um, I love that scene because like it's all of her friends pretending to like hit on her and like she's like blowing them off and all the guys are sitting at the table being like oh whoa like how'd she do that like mm, like whoa how's he how's he get those girls like they're so like enthralled with all this like magnetic power he has to women but I'm like think thoroughly this I would if I were them I'd be a little skeptical like <laughs> this is the guy you're like seeing make all these like embarrassing moments and like be so strange and then he's like getting all these girls I'd be like do it did you hire them <laughs> I I mean like I guess they believe only because they're so horrible with girls also like none of them are good with girls <laughs> I mean, that's the only why the only reason they believe like she coaches Duke to like have a conversation with Olivia like he can't even talk to her mm-hmm. and they have that it's one of my favorite moments where they like talk about cheese they're like what's your favorite type of cheese Gouda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well yeah. I mean she's that is a great movie like it's very funny and it's I don't remember the name of it right now I should have looked it up but it's like it, the classic other version of it is when that like girl does the same thing. She like dresses up like a boy to go to. Um, it's like more of an '80s or '90s movie where she wants to be like a news reporter, but like they don't take her seriously because she's a woman. So she goes to like the next town over. And did you ever see this movie? No. You're looking at me so blankly, so I'm assuming no. <laughs> I I shall look it up for you. <laughs> um. Yeah, this one is based on Twelfth Night. She's the man. So I definitely think it's probably, it's like a common trope just because like Shakespeare, his comedies have been turned into rom-coms a ton of times. Like Clueless, we talked, no, Clueless with Jane Austen, excuse me. (laughs) I wonder if he could have foreseen that. Like imagine like your Shakespeare and it's like millions of years, like people will be doing all your like dramas as like rom-coms. Julia Stiles has been in, like, eight of them. Uh, Yeah, she was, like, the queen of them. We'll have to cover some Julia Stiles flicks later on. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and she's the man. I mean, like, it it gets really crazy and hijinxy because Olivia likes Viola as Sebastian, and then, like, Duke gets mad at Viola as Sebastian, and then it's revealed kind of in the big moment, like, who Viola really is. She flashes everyone to prove she's a girl. And then she gets to play and they beat her ex-boyfriend. And then in the very end, Duke like confesses that he likes her. And I think he, I forget the line, but he basically says like, 
it was only when you were a guy that I could get to no <laughs> no Viola says it was like I think she says like only as a guy like being a guy made you like made me like you so much as more as a girl or something like that <laughs> but yeah I just uh I like this makeover because she didn't really change at all she was still the same she was just able to like fall in love and he was able to fall in love with her because there wasn't like the pressure of a relationship necessarily happening like having to happen like they were friends first because there wasn't like weird tension of like oh I'm a boy you're a girl it was just like friendly mm-hmm. they really got to know each other like, she wasn't even interested in him, in him like she was all about her soccer dream and like proving her ex wrong and then she so she was like happily convincing Olivia to fall to go for him and then like it kind of twists there's there were also like moments where like they met they met each other and what while she was a girl when she had to go um like help out at the kissing booth at like her school's um her her old her old high school because her mom was like in charge of the carnival or something and then she like kissed him and got to know him and she was like oh I mean, I suggest you watch the movie just for the laugh. The ending of it is, like, so... When they reveal each other, like, it's so funny. I mean, um, like, uh, what's his name? Is it Dave Gro- David Gross or whatever, the actor? Yes. Like, he, he was in Arrested Development, and he plays, like, the headmaster. And, like, all through the plot, like, him and this, like, nearly like, obsessive, like, super creepy guy that probably should be, like, suspended because he's, like, obsessed with Olivia and he wants to, like, be with her, but she, like, doesn't like him. And he's a typical nice guy. <laughs> and um, he, him and the headmaster are, like, obsessed with finding out the truth about Sebastian. And they, like, the headmaster at one point is, like, oh, like, he's gay and that's his secret or something. Like, he, like, knows that there's a secret and he's obsessed with it. So, like, the end when he's trying to, like, he, like, goes in the middle of the soccer game and, like, brings the bullhorn. He's like, Sebastian is a girl. Like, <laughs> like that's, I'm like, wow, we didn't pick a moment. Like, and, like, the only way for Sebastian to, like, prove he's a boy. And it is, like, her real brother came back for the first half of the game is, like, to pull down his pants and show everyone that he is, in fact, a man. Which also has some, like you know, gender, like, is it, you're just a man because you have a penis? Like, but in 2006, that's the truth. <laughs> so. Six, it was okay for them to do that. Today, we would question it more, definitely. <laughs> but I think, def- like, she's the man. It is a little bit like, she's I mean she's like a boss she is kind of like the man without having a penis like she has like the attitude and swagger that we typically say like a guy has yeah um I did look it up the movie I was talking about is called just one of the guys from 1985 I do recommend it if you haven't seen it but doesn't she play football in that movie um, she doesn't play anything, I don't think, unless there might be, like, one scene where she's, but she's, like, more of a news reporter. Okay. To, like, get her story published, and her high school counselor is, like, 
only wants to send like the boys high school pieces to the newspaper like to like this to get this like, internship which is also like god i mean it's 80, 1985 but like i could see like, news like some people still thinking that like oh boys should get an opportunity to get ahead and like you're pretty just find a man and settle down like because she, she's and this girl is like super popular like she's really popular she's pretty like everyone likes her she has a college boyfriend like she has it all but she just wants she doesn't want the stereotypical like stuff she wants like a career and then she has to go like she has to get her hair cut <laughs> go to <laughs> be like be the boy <laughs> and like the same she like she has like a pal that like that like she meets who's who's kind of dorky and she takes him under her wing and teaches him how to be more like masculine and get the attention of a hot girl. And then she also falls for him. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I recommend it if you're into these movies. <laughs> uh, I have to watch it. Add it to my list. <laughs> Add it to that long list of yours. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So those were our contenders, which were both like pretty funny. I mean, really funny, like hijinky kind of movies. Um, that had a lot of, um, like, pratfally kind of <laughs> moments and, like, really, like, I mean, it's good to watch these movies because they're so lighthearted and just, like, you know, fun. Like, I don't know about anyone else, but sometimes you just need to laugh. No? You do. I think it's, like, the total, like, just fantasy because, like, none of our lives are like that. Like, none of us have, like, pretended to be our twin brother or none of us have, like, made over a whole house of sorority girls. <laughs> like, you haven't done that one yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just the, and then it's also just, like, you know, I think there is, like, I mean, as, as we were t talking about earlier, there is a lot of, like, what it means to be a girl, what it means to be a guy kind of thought that goes into it, which is not necessarily, they're, like, they're not aiming for a big debate about it or some long discussion, but I think it could serve as a tipping point of, like, what is the, what is it like to be a woman or what is it like to be a man mm -hmm. kind of moments for people to talk about because... Like, the in-house bunny, like, all those girls were girls. <laughs> they just weren't wearing, like, flashy clothing or low-cut tops or short skirts. They weren't, they didn't get their hair or makeup done or, like, get their nails done. But they were girls. <laughs> like, they were fine. They probably, all they really needed was, like, a little confidence and, like, an opportunity, really. And Shelly was like outspoken and like energetic and kind of gave them some a little bit of flash yeah I think like self-love is the the makeover we all want <laughs> and the hardest one to get yeah. <laughs> no montage for that there, yeah there's no quick montage for that you just have to like just be okay with it and then you're fine yeah but that takes time Mm-hmm. Let's we'll talk about our our top pick. Yeah, I think that's the moment really to go to 
our winner. Duh. Wait, do we, do we do a drum roll? <laughs> we're gonna get better at that maybe sure yeah maybe we'll get a real sound effect <laughs> stay tuned keep listening um our winner is from from 2000 i almost said 1999 2000 so obviously i'm with it. <laughs> from 2000 the movie Miss Congeniality. Yay! Yay! For the winner. Miss Congeniality is actually the winner this time. Yay! Miss <laughs> <laughs> um, Congeniality is. Do you want to talk about the plot? Sure. Through uh, either one of us. Sandra Bullock plays Grace Hart who is an FBI agent, and at the beginning of the movie, she is a little rough around the edges, we'll say, for, like, Sandra Bullock-level beauty. <laughs> She's still gorgeous, but she, you know, she doesn't brush her hair. She, like, burps, just belches in public. She, like, slouches. She is more focused on doing cases for the FBI than her personal appearance. We'll say that. Mm-hmm. And that's um, kind of similar to Viola and She's the Man. Like, she's focused on, like, what she wants to do and doesn't. Viola happens to also be really pretty and stuff, but, like, she's more focused on, like, what she wants to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And she is so determined to, like, get jobs done with the FBI that she ends up, like, not listening to her, I guess it's, like, her commanding officer. I don't really know the FBI, like, hierarchy. But she does something on a job that she's not supposed to at the very beginning of the movie, and she gets desk duty because of that. They take her out of the field, and they tell her, like, you're too much of, like, a risk. We can't have you just, like, going rogue. And doing whatever you want, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's pissed. She's super bored. She's meant to, like, go out there and kick butt, basically. But she's at a desk. And then her, like, fellow FBI agent, Eric Matthews, who's played by Benjamin Bratt, gets the head of this, like, new risk or this new threat I don't know what case what do FBI agents call what they do (laughs) I think case is probably the word (laughs) they get um they get a threat against the beauty pageant Miss Miss America right I'm about to say Miss United States it's Miss America right United States is it Miss United oh yeah she's beauty and she's great (laughs) Um, they get a threat against the United States pageant. I don't know what the difference is between the two of them, but I guess they're different. Um, and so they have to, they want to send someone undercover to get inside and really figure out what's going on. And they need an undercover agent, and the guys go through, like, a database of, like, every single female agent, I guess, in the world. I don't know. FBI, I guess, is... Right, an HR nightmare. Yeah. 
because they're like looking for just like a girl who would look good in a bikini like that's their criteria and they (laughs) they finally stumble upon grace and they realize like oh she's she'd be smoking hot in a bikini (laughs) and like that's it basically they don't it's not at all about like what kind of level of agent she is and she's the one that actually comes up with putting someone undercover she's the one that comes up with the idea she cracks the code too it's like not a direct threat to the united states pageant she cracks the code for it realizes what the threat is and then also suggests putting someone undercover so she's basically the whole brains of the operation (laughs) but she couldn't um sit there with all the guys scrolling through the women's pictures and picturing them in bikinis. She gave me the hard work, Sarah. <laughs> so she she's the brains and she's also gonna be the muscle because they do end up deciding like, well, I guess since we gotta pick someone, let's pick her. She's a girl, <laughs> basically. Um before she has her makeover, they meet with her, like, beauty coach, who's played by Michael Caine, Victor, and they meet the host of the Miss United States pageant, which I cannot, what is, it's, um, it's Kathy Morningside and then Stan, right? I think so, yeah. They, like, all meet together because they all know she's gonna go undercover, because they have to, like, approve it. Mm-hmm. And she's a mess. They're like, how can she go undercover? She has frizzy hair. <laughs> like, that's basically... Yeah, and she, like... <laughs> she's, like, rude, and she, like, you know, burps and, like, doesn't cross her legs the right way. They're like, she's not a glamour contestant. Like, because I think they're going to help her get to make sure she gets into, like, the final 20 or something. Mm-hmm. But they're like, we can't... Like, she needs to, like look different because we can't just like let this go through yeah so this makeover it's for her job and then it has to be like believable like Mm -hmm. she can't just place in the top like whatever just because Mm -hmm. she's there like they have to make her fit in and she really has to like look the part so the makeover they go to like a huge like plane hanger thing and like I think there's like hundreds of people working on just her (laughs) so many I was like this really is like it takes a team and they treat it like I mean it's obviously for like the comedy but they treat it like it's like a top secret like mission so it's like People, there's a million people, like, there's clearance, there's people, like, announcing, like, dermatology is needed in room, blah, blah, blah. Like, people are, like, the loudspeakers going off. It's, like, super intense. (laughs) Yeah, they, they put, like, gunk on her face. They totally, like, wax her whole body. (laughs) They, they straighten her hair. I think. I don't know. They probably, they put makeup on her. They do, they put her in a tight dress and high heels. And mm-hmm. she, I mean, she looks like a bombshell when she comes out. She does. She looks amazing. I think that the one thing is like when she, the moment she comes out, first of all, I, like after all that, that huge team, all the guys are like standing outside. They're like, oh man, like how long is this going to take? But like, 35 million people were in that room. So, like, and she was having a million things done. Like, 
they like they didn't need to complain about that. I feel like that was just like a nod to like women taking forever to get ready. I'm like, if she had it her way, she'd be ready in five minutes. But like, she's doing this for the mission. So they're like Benjamin Bratz, like all complaining that she's taking forever. But then she pops out with like a whole team of like everyone in pink except for Victor, like who have been working on her. And she has this moment where I really feel like I. I really would like this moment I've never had it but like where you walk out and like everyone's eyes are on you and you look fly as hell and you're just like she looked I mean she looked damn good like her hair was straight as hell and flowy and like she's in this like tube like body like con dress that like clings to her her makeup is flawless like she's walking in heels and everyone's like, damn, girl, like, <laughs> like, wolf whistles, I can't do it, like, whoop, tweet, too. <laughs> and then she, like, everyone's like, ooh, damn, girl, and then she, like, trips on her heels, and they're like, ah, oh, that, there she is. <laughs> like, we know her, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> She's like, let's be better. <laughs> she yeah I mean she's she's Sandra Bullock so obviously she's gonna be like gorgeous no matter what but like that moment is just like damn it is a really good like makeover reveal moment um and then they give her her new identity as well she's Gracie Lou Freebush from New Jersey (laughs) which is what she's joking around about she was like oh like I can't be like a girl like what am I, like, Gracie Lou Freebush or whatever? And they, like, pick that name as her <laughs> identity. And she's Miss New Jersey. I can improve because she does have a strong, pretty a pretty strong fake Jersey accent yeah. in the movie. So I was like, I'll approve. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, she has, like, her whole, like, Victor stays with her and teaches her, like, how to dress and walk and behave like a contestant. Um... And also, you know, about all the rules of the pageant. Because, like, pageants have a zillion rules and, like, dance moves and, like, timing and, like, things you can and can't do. There's so many rules. So, like, if you you really need it, like, someone on the inside. And, like, Victor, this is kind of like a, like a comeback story for him, too. Because he had been, like, at the top for a while. But then had had some, like, stumbles and, like no one had really heard from him in a while. So this is kind of a redemption tale for him too. Like he needed it just as much as she did. (laughs) Um. Yeah. She, she like along the way, cause it's not just how she looks. I mean, she's got to like know what to say to like fit in with all these women. And she needs to, like constantly smile I think that's the thing they like tell her which is kind of problematic (laughs) definitely but like she's coached to smile constantly and like give good answers and like Mm -hmm. I know they she she, like never gets to eat anything either they constantly like take away any food like I think she has like a bite of a bagel and they're like what are you doing yeah I like I do like the her answers like when they're like how do you feel about gun control and she's like oh for gun control you need like sharper like into like sharper like military like she has a perfect I can't think of it like a perfect cop answer and they're like 
they're like, oh, no, it's sorry. It's not even about gun control. That's her answer. I think the question is like, how do you like, what would you correct about the world or what do you want for the world? And she's like, tighter gun control, like more like regulations. And they're like, no, the answer is world peace. And then they show like all the contestants, like their answer is like world peace. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that is what a beauty pageant person would say about like fixing the world. World peace. <laughs> I'm like, the end. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. But I also like it because she, she like has in part of the competition. She uses her like talent as her like um, self defense techniques, mm-hmm. and that that's really cool because like not a lot of girls learn self defense, and a lot of them need it. <laughs> and two, it's like true to her person, and not like they don't have her like singing or dancing or something that would be like hard for her. Plus, she gets to bring out her partner at one point and like do the techniques on him and it's good because I think it's a little like justification and in, in making her go through this whole process. She's like, sure, but I'm about to like kick knee you in your balls because like, I need this on, on stage. Yeah. She like kicks Benjamin Bratt's ass basically. And it's like all televised and everyone's just like laughing at him. It is, it is like he had it coming basically. Yeah. Because <laughs> he like this whole time like he's what he's like obviously like keeping marks on her to like see that she's doing well and also like that and they're like building their case and stuff but he's like all the time they're practicing and stuff like he he keeps poking fun at her for like having to be like a girl <laughs> and being like more tra- he's like uh, he knows that it's like a challenge for her so he kind of pokes at her a lot about it they have like a good like I hate you relationship, which we all know becomes a good, a good like, I love you relationship. <laughs> and so watching them have their back and forth, like verbal sparring is, is kind of fun in the show, in the movie. And then also um, that moment where she like kicks his ass is like really self gratifying. Cause you're like, yeah, like he kind of deserves an ass kicking. <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, like he, I feel like they're just so competitive but it's also like obvious they are into each other and like unfortunately the makeover does like push it I think a little bit because like I think he just didn't like notice her physically really before because Mm -hmm. he's a dumb guy (laughs) yeah yeah like I think they always like had him like that he was like kind of a ladies man and stuff and like you know he's like a big FBI guy and she was like you know, more focused in her career. It kind of has that, like, dichotomy that you either have, like, your career or your love life for, like, for women sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. especially, like, if you're working, like, a male-dominant profession, it's hard to, like, date someone at work because, like, you lose your credibility a little bit as, like, an independent person, which is, like, a shame and not something we can necessarily solve. But, like, <laughs> it shouldn't exist because just most people do meet their significant others or, like, they're good friends at work. So it's, like, that would happen to someone at work. And it doesn't mean she, like, slept her way to the position <laughs> or she's, like, not a valid person. But um, it does, I think, happen like that. So she, like, really smartly has to kind of be, like, I think in some ways it like, has to be kind of, like, ugly to, like, work the work she does because if not she would just be objectified all the time by men so like 
looking like that. I mean, she's not ugly. She's Sandra Bullock. <laughs> but, like, she's just, like, her hair is messy and she, like, wears more, like, utilitarian clothing <laughs> than, like, a tight dress. But <laughs> that's probably what you would need to wear as a police officer. Like, I doubt many detectives are wearing, like, tight, form-fitting, low-cut dresses. <laughs> like, unless they're on undercover. <laughs> She, yeah, she just, like, dresses to get the job done and, like, to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. So, and she does get the job done because she does end up, like, figuring out who made the threat. Yeah. Pageant. And she does, like, I mean, it really is, like, a good personal journey story because, like, she does, like, look like this beauty queen now. But then, then she has kind of, like, some, like, moments of, like, misses and stuff. And, like, the the bomb maker, like, kind of suggested someone. They think it's someone else who's been, like, done bomb threats before. And her, her organization, like, the FBI just kind of give up on her. And they scrap the project. And they're like, well, we're done. Like, we've solved the problem. And, like, we're all packing up. And everyone's, like packing up and leaving and even her partner kind of turns on her and he's like I just don't know and like he packs he starts packing up and then like and everyone like deserts her and then she does have like a good moment too because she's like in competition with all these girls and her team has left her and she like comes to she decides to go back and fight it because she like is like I know I'm right there like the it's still gonna happen at the ceremony like I need to stay and she shows up and all the ladies are like where's your hair done? Like, you look terrible. And she's like, I don't know. I guess I need some, like, blush. And they're like, no, 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 honey. Like, (laughs) they all, like, help her get ready, even though they are in competition with her because there is a lot of, like, female camaraderie in the movie, which I do like. Like, she has, especially because she offers such a different perspective than a lot of the contestants are. Like, they're trained to, like, be, they're trained to be, like, like very traditional females like with like focusing on their looks and like not eating a lot of food like I love the scene where she takes them out for like pizza and beer and they're like we haven't had a slice of pizza in like a hundred (laughs) years they like never get to eat pizza or drink beer and like she kind of has like a very frank moment with them and it's kind of like yeah like I mean look pretty and like that's important if you want to do pageants but like eat a slice of pizza life is short (laughs) but ultimately Benjamin Pratt like kind of changes his mind and decides to come I think he decides to come back and the like at the very end and then like um yeah, like, she keeps insisting something isn't right. So, like, he kind of goes against his orders, too, and comes back to help. And she is right. There is going to be a bomb there, and she does save the day, ultimately. And, like, that's all, like, her journey. Like, she, it's not it's not necessarily from anything else. She just kind of learns that sometimes you have to play the game a little bit more, which she had, hadn't been doing previously. Yeah, she also... I think she also learns not to judge people as much either because she came into it like really judging the pageant system of like these women are going to be so dumb and so shallow and then she does she realizes like they've got a bunch of stuff they care about as well and Mm -hmm. she bonds with them and she realizes like just because they're pretty doesn't mean they're necessarily like dumb. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I love obviously like her her I think it's her roommate is Cheryl, right? Or they're like she's roommate, I think, with Miss Texas. Oh, okay. Cheryl is just like the the one woman that's really nice to her at the beginning. Mm-hmm. They become like close. Yeah, and Cheryl's like adorable and like super. I mean, she is a little dumb, but yeah, she's a little ditzy. She's like very like uh, I forget where she's from, but she's like kind of very small town. Miss Rhode Island. Miss Rhode Island, obviously, small town, small state. <laughs> but she's like really like a do gooder and just like believes the best about everyone and like I think that's a good dichotomy between like Grace's point of view where she's like kind of like a cynic and believes that like nothing is like there's always interior motives and like <laughs> things are like always um tricking and stuff and then so her and Cheryl are kind of like have a fun relationship because they're opposites in some ways but they both are kind of like oh like the other person's not what I thought they are, and they're decent. <laughs> Cheryl wins. She ends up getting yeah. the title. Grace gets in the top five, I think, like, on her own. She's able to get in the top five without the help of the FBI. But then, ultimately, all the women in the pageant give her the title of Miss Congeniality. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. So she wins. She wins everything, <laughs> and then she also guys gets the guy, and she has like a fun scene where like you know she's like, "Oh, you think you you love me? You want to kiss me? You want to marry me?" <laughs> like it's really cute. It is really cute, and he does. He likes her. <laughs> he does like her. He loves her. <laughs> and actually, this movie was. So good. They made a sequel, which I don't think I ever actually watched. Because was she in the sequel? She is in the sequel. I think Benjamin Bratt is not in the sequel. okay. I feel like I saw the sequel once. Mm -hmm. It's not great, though, from what I remember. The first one is all you need. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't, yeah, I think the first one is probably all I would need. Yeah. But the movie is just, like, such an iconic, like, rom-com like it's just like I mean this is like the 2000s I like just the year like in the 2000 to 2010 kind of year was like such a a great decade of rom-coms as we've talked about three of them today but like Miss Congeniality in 2000 like just set it apart like it was like this is a new century and we're gonna have some great (laughs) rom-coms like (laughs) that's what we're doing here like set it off yeah well we'll have to talk about because we've only done like more recent ones with last week we did he's just not that into you but like so many good 90s and 80s Mm rom-coms but they definitely have like a different I think vibe from yeah for sure (laughs) yeah I think they get like sillier in the 2000s a little bit like I feel like some of the like the 80s rom-coms like I'm thinking of the um, like Breakfast Club or um, not Breakfast Club, that's not a rom com. Um, 16 Candles, like they have more like an earnest kind of feeling to them, you know. <laughs> like there was, or like, um, what's the other one that's not 16 Candles? Pretty in Pink, Pretty, yeah. But like they have like more, I feel like there's more like yearning as like kids, like they're kind of like, 
you know, they're not like these movies are very silly in comparison, which isn't necessarily bad, but they're just like very like, like, I think the characters are kind of deeper in the past than they are now. You know, like things are a little more superficial. Yeah, I think for rom-coms, I think it's like the comedy part has overtaken yes, the yes. part. Yeah, that would be an interesting research opportunity. Sure. Yeah, well, we can have a thesis about the progression of the com versus the rom. Yeah. We'll plot it out over the years. Maybe we'll end up teaching a course. I would love to get paid to just teach about romantic comedies. So if you're listening, universities, we have a pitch. <laughs> we have an idea about this rom-coms. Like, definitely there's a lot, like, we were talking about, like, it. You know, we talked about, like, the makeover aspect of it being, like, I mean, I do have some, like, hesitancies with the makeovers because it's, like, you know, like challenging the traditional views of what it is to be a specific, specific, a specific gender. And also being like, you know, Grace, like she had so much to offer as an FBI agent. She was really talented. Like she was a good FBI agent. She maybe didn't have, she was like over excited. She needed to like calm down a little bit. But like <laughs> that was probably a reaction of like having to prove herself constantly for being a woman in like a male dominated like profession. But in the end, like, her thing that made her an asset to the agency was, like, how her body looked and, like, how they could use her body. And it just made it seem like... I feel like every time you watch a cop show, there's always an episode where a female officer has to go undercover as, like, a prostitute. And I'm like, how often does this happen in real life? Like, like, I just feel like there's never a scenario where, like, a male officer is, like, going undercover as, like a play like as like a literal like sex toy for like a boy toy or something like but it's like as women we're like constantly asked to like objectify ourselves by our bodies so that's something that obviously makeover movies really like went really hit on because there is like this idea of like what beauty is and that the fact that like beauty and being a woman are so tied together it's yeah, it's problematic, definitely. With I think all rom coms, I think it's still it's not as bad. I think the the like the makeover as like a part of rom coms, I think has lessened in the last yeah. like ten mm-hmm. years for sure. Because I think there's just like there's more pushback of like why does someone have to t- change themselves? to be loved especially when it's just like outer changes Mm -hmm. yeah I think that like that's what like that trope of like taking off someone's glasses and looking like a model like it has because of all those rom-coms of those makeover movies now we recognize it as like such a first like laugh I guess really is like oh is it that you know, crazy <laughs> because especially as at most people who are cast in major Hollywood movies are already pretty goddamn look good looking. You know, like it's not like they're hiring like very average looking people. They're already mostly like beautiful people. 
who are being asked to like be boring by wearing glasses and having brown hair. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a character stretch. <laughs> so I think they are getting a little bit like they are moving away from that. Now I feel like when there are montages of like makeovers, it's more like for a very obvious laugh, like they're playing to it more or it's like in a challenge to it. Or I've seen some movies where they like, start off doing it and they're like wait this is like they'll be like a voice or be like wait this isn't like a rom-com I'm not gonna be changing all my outfits like very much like that fourth wall breaking and being like what is this <laughs> so I feel like that's we'll have to like kind of look for that maybe as we look through more rom-coms like what the message is that they're saying about beauty and looks to to young ladies rom-coms are more self-aware now I think because viewers are more aware <laughs> of like <laughs> what a rom-com is and all the tropes mm -hmm. so, yeah it'll be fun to just like watch and compare because we'll bounce back and forth we won't stay in any one like time period with what we're talking about mm -hmm. that's kind of how we are and just in general so <laughs> that's really organic for us <laughs> <laughs> Anything more to say about this congeniality? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good movie. It's also, we didn't mention, but Candace Bergen plays um, Kathy Morningstar, and she's, mm -hmm. I mean, you can obviously be a Candace Bergen fan. Like, she's kind of a icon, really, from her Murphy Brown days. And it is funny seeing her from Goa from, like, playing Murphy Brown when she was younger, who is, like, a serious news anchor and like reporter and now she's playing like the head of um <laughs> the head of the Miss United States pageant and former winner herself and she's kind of like so I mean we're spoiling the movie obviously but she is the ultimate bad guy like she's the one who planted the bomb her and her um I was at her boyfriend but her son <laughs> and her son <laughs> um they they have the whole bomb plot line and that's really to go against like the network has been pushing her out because she's too old and she's upset but about that because she's like I made this pageant what it is which she had in the movie and then they're knocking her out for like someone younger and hotter so like she's facing kind of the same end of the stick <laughs> because like that's the thing about hotness too you only have like your finite number of years quote unquote of being hot and then, like, you're done, you know, Hollywood's done with you, everyone's done with you. So she's uh, decides to, like, get even by, well, she goes kind of crazy in a way because she, like, goes for murder. It's, like, <laughs> like, it's not even just, like, a bomb. Like, she puts the bomb in the crown so, like, the winner of the pageant would be blown to smithereens <laughs> if not for Gracie Lee Freebush's <laughs> intervention. But, um. Yeah, so I think that that's, like, an interesting spin on it, too, is that she's kind of, like, you know, Grace is kind of, like, playing against these challenges to being a, a quote-unquote female, but she's also, like, on the other side being, like, well, I was that female for you, looking pretty all the time and being hot and being, you know, this perfect lady, but, like, now I'm in my 60s and you're kind of, like, bye, we're ready for, for like, a 20-year-old to do your job. 
solve that problem, Sarah. <laughs> Definitely, it's a nice, like, full, not necessarily, like, full circle, but it is nice that it's, like, Sandra Bullock's character is only, like, an asset to the other FBI agents because of the way she looks, and she only is able to do her job because of the way she looks. And then Kathy Morningside, like, it's like her looks are, like, held against her, too. Yeah. So there is, like, this huge focus on, like, you need to look a certain way to, like, get the job done. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's all men who are ultimately deciding which which side you're on. If you're, like, still in the hot range or if you can prove that you can be in the hot range, cool. But then, like, when they get to the point where they no longer want to look at you as being hot, they're like, the only option is to blow everyone up. (laughs) If I were a contestant in the Miss United States pageant and I were asked, what would you want? to like change about the world my answer would be let's stop objectifying women (laughs) (laughs) and then I would mic drop and walk away yeah I would go with as long the same thoughts I also would go with I would want more like um sex education for like younger girls and more access to birth control because I think like young areas especially where they don't teach about birth control like a lot of women like their path is settled for them like they have they get pregnant and they have to become moms because there aren't any other options or their state has taken away their right to get an abortion so they have to become moms and then it's like not everyone's ready not everyone wants it and then these kids are growing up in like also kind of desolate areas and men aren't like tied down as much to kids so yeah better birth control access (laughs) um abortion being legal and like also sex education because like poor girls and poor towns are like their boyfriends tell them you can't get pregnant underwater and like they're like oh is that true and they're like maybe and (laughs) and then like people are just going forth with that (laughs) So education is important. <laughs> and world peace. <laughs> and world peace. Yes. <laughs> the timeless answer. World peace. Obviously. <laughs> I would, right now, I'd also settle for, like, a coronavirus vaccine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that would change my life immediately. <laughs> anyway, so I think that is probably out it for us. That's it or all. That's everything. That was Miss Congeniality Best Makeover. (laughs) If you haven't watched Miss Congeniality, check it out. If you haven't watched in a while, maybe check it out again. Unfortunately, it's not available to stream on any platform currently without paying for it. You can get it on Amazon Prime, but it's like $2.99 or $3.99. Yes. If you are like Daddy Warbucks, you got your $2.99 to spare. (laughs) Yeah, if not, I would YouTube it, like for some clips. Like it's available. You can watch some funny moments from them at least. All right, that's it.
that's it. We'll be back with another episode next time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for checking in. Bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.